Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than Mutiny... George of uh, G Money. Um, we're here down here. Uh, everything's cool. Yeah, we're gonna get on with the um, uh, Speed Gibson. Then we're gonna come in and do some news. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, that'll do it. We'll get the day going. All right, here we go. Flying up the Seong River in an effort to rescue Marsha Winfield on a tip from Bob Gilmore, finds Bob knocked unconscious by the renegade aviator Splinters, a member of the Octopus Band. Meanwhile, Speed and Clint go to Lee Ying's tea house preparatory to their return to the Seong Tunnel, where they plan to open the passage hidden by the secret rock door and track the octopus to his lair. The boys find the tea house in flames, and Clint, thinking that Ying might be trapped, braves the fire while Speed begs him to come back. Clint! Clint! Where are you? Come back! Darling, what happened to him? <laughs> Darling, smoke, I didn't see anything. Steve, what are you doing here? Ying, we thought you were in the crime laboratory. Oh, certainly not. Well, Clint went in there looking for you. What? In those flames? Yes. Wait here, Steve. I'm going in after Clint. Steve! It's Clint! Clint! Ying is safe! He's with me! Look! There he is. He's half overcome by smoke. Let us get him. Put your handkerchief over your mouth and nose, Speed. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you to stay back, Speed? You grab that arm, Heath. I'll take this side. All right. But hurry. The fire is gaining rapidly. Yeah. Now, down the hall. Can you walk all right, Kent? Yes. You lead me, eh? Smoke almost blinded me. And it almost got me, too, Clint. Hurry. Hurry. The roof may cave in at any time. Here now, out on the street. The roof! Caved in! Yes, we escaped just in time. Let's get Clint to the Golden Lotus, where we can talk. With your tea house, the crime laboratory. All lost speed. The fire department will be here any minute. 
Let's get Clint out of this crowd. Are you feeling okay now, Clint? Uh, yes, Pete. Thanks to you and Ying. It is I who should be thanking uh, you, Clint, for risking your life in the flames when you thought me trapped in the crime laboratory. Well, how did you escape it anyhow, Ying? Did you know there was a fire? Oh, yes. My bedroom is right next to the laboratory, and I was awakened by the odor of smoke. When I tried to open my door, I found it bolted. Then the octopus gang started the fire and locked your door so you couldn't get out. I believe the octopus band is responsible, all right, Speed. But locking my door did not keep me in my room, for I have a sliding panel between it and the laboratory for just such emergencies. I saw that the fire was beyond my control, and my telephone wires had all been cut. So I hurried out to get the fire department. There was some delay, and by the time I returned, I found speed in the hallway. Well, we were all lucky to escape without injury. Well, that fire certainly wrecked our headquarters here in Hong Kong, Ying. Yes, it is too bad. All my equipment gone, but it can be replaced. Just takes a little time. Meanwhile, could we establish temporary headquarters in the home of Dr. Kingsley? Well, insofar as shortwave radio messages, yes, uh... Otherwise, I hesitate to say, after all, the little girl is there. But if it's a secret police headquarters, Clint, Gene would be safer there than any place else. Well, I'll have to think it over. Meanwhile, let's get on to the Siang Tung. Is everything in readiness? Yes. Our men have already gone down to the dock. They left before I awakened. I gave them their orders last night. The Hong Kong police are also to be there. Oh, good. But before leaving, let's make a phone call. Hello. Hello, operator. Get me Dr. Kingsley's residence, please. 14 Lang Su Road. Yeah, that's right. Is he going to come to the dock, Clint? No, I suggested that he remain home and keep an eye on Jean. And now since Jean's radio set is out of commission, it's doubly necessary that he remain at home. Oh, oh, hello. Hello, doctor. This is Clint Barlow. Uh, yes. Yes, everything's all right. Now listen, leave your short wave set open for messages, will you? Do you, do you understand? Well, that's fine. We're about to leave on that, uh, other business now. No. No, I'm at the Golden Lotus. I'll call and see you as soon as possible, but don't forget to stay by your set. Thank you. Goodbye. Makes it tough to talk so the octopus won't understand what you mean in case it should be listening, doesn't it? Mm, it certainly does, Vidian. But the doctor knows that Barney is the one we're expecting to hear from. I didn't mention anything about what's happened at Lee Ying's because it's better for the octopus to believe that he was successful in doing away with Ying. That was the main reason for the fire. But supposing some of the gang saw Ying leave the tea house to call the fire department. No one did, Speed. I'm sure of that. Particularly any of the octopus band. Once they started the fire and locked me in my room, they thought they had me trapped. There would be no reason for them to stay near the scene of their crime and risk capture. Yeah, that's so. You know, I've got a hunch that the octopus is moving every power he has to block us. No matter what we attempt. The fire at Ying's. And that plane that preceded Barney's takeoff this morning. A plane? Uh, oh, yes, I forgot to tell you that, Ying. An octopus plane flew up to Siang just before Barney took off. Did he see your plane? I don't think so. It was still pretty dark, especially from the air. Yes, but just the same, I'd give a lot to know how Barney's getting along right now. You feel good enough to talk yet? Yeah, Barney. I had a heck of a time bringing you around. Whoever slugged you really meant it. How you ever got around getting a fractured skull is beyond me. Yeah, Splinters did it. Splinters? You mean that guy we had trouble with before? Yeah, he was half crazy. Pulled a gun first, 
I tackled him, and after some fighting, everything suddenly went black. Yeah, on account of he let you have it over the dome with the butt of his gun. Lucky you have thick hair, fella. As it is, you won't get a hat on over the bump he raised for several days. Say, Marsha, what about her? That's just what I was thinking. Splinter stopped here on his way there. We gotta do some fast flying if we want to save her. Well, come on, then. What are we waiting for? Oh... Uh, you, mostly. You can't take a conk on the head like you got and get right up feeling ducky. Take it easy at first. Well, I'm all right now. Uh, fine. Where's your artillery? In the drawer over there. I'll get it for you. Here it is, along with plenty of ammunition. And here's your coat, too. I got an extra helmet for you in the plane. Okay, let's go. How's your head now? Well, fresh air helps a little, but it still aches. Barney, are you going to call Clint over the radio telephone and tell him what's happened? No. He told me I should if I ran into any trouble. But I didn't want to let the octopus know just what's happened until we've gotten moisture. Here we are. Climb in. Uh, it seems strange to see this plane on land after seeing it come down on water. I put the wheels down when I spotted that other plane beside your house. Didn't want to take time rowing ashore while he was visiting you. You knew it was an octopus plane? Yeah. Yeah, but he surprised me when he sat down here. Thought he'd go right to where Marsh's hid out. Here's your helmet. Thanks. Are you all set, Bob? You bet. Then here we go. careful to spot landmarks on the way back here yesterday. You think you can recognize them from the air? Yeah. Okay, then. Let me know if I get off the course. You bet. I hope that my head's clear enough by the time we reach the place that I'll be of some real help to you. Don't worry about that, Bob. You want to do some real hard hoping. Hope that Marsha's still there by the time we land. Splinter? Yeah, yeah. Where's the girl and what are my orders? Hurry, I'm being followed. The master is waiting for you. He would speak with you. The octopus? Is he here? No. Come. See this high frequency set? Oh, you mean uh, it's on? He can hear us talking now? Yes, Splinter. I can hear you talking. What did you mean when you said you were being followed? Why, why, nothing. Uh, I'm just nervous, I guess. Don't lie, Splinter. Uh, all right, I am being followed. When I went to Gilmore's shack, he was wise to me. Grabbed my gun and almost got it away from me. But during the tussle, I slugged him with it. When I got free of him, I was just going to shoot when I hear this other plane. What other plane? Barney Dunlap's. Dunlap? What did you do? I saw him land and started coming on the run. So I got out the back way and took off while he was inside with Gilmore. You mean you left Gilmore alive? Well, I, I don't know, Octopus. I hit him hard. But you did not shoot him. You failed, you fool. You left him there to tell what he knows to Dunlap. Because you were afraid of the secret police. No, no, I wasn't afraid. But I didn't want to stay there and maybe get caught. Then I couldn't have come here for the girl. You were afraid, Splinters. And you know it as well as I. Now that is all done. You have another job ahead of you, Splinters. The removal of Marsha Winfield. Well, but listen, And if but... you fail in this, 
You think you've known terror during the past few weeks in my torture room. No, wait but a minute. But let me assure you that you have experienced nothing. Nothing, do you hear? No. If you fail me a second time. I won't fail. I won't, honest. My flop at Gilmore's couldn't be helped. I didn't know Dunlap was after me. I never seen him. Yes, master. Bring Marsha Winfield from her hiding place. Immediately. Come. That... Why, that can't be the same girl I saw. Oh, yes, Splinters, it is the same girl. But she looks like she... She don't know what's going on. She doesn't. She is drugged. You have no trouble with her. I am the one you must answer to. Yeah. I'll do the job right. But where do we go? Give Splinters the written orders and the map, suit. Yes. I have them here in an envelope, complete. Let me see where I'm flying. No. You have no time to study my orders in the map now, Splinters. Take Marshal Winfield and get to the plane as soon as possible. Then, once you're in the air, you will see where to land to refuel and the course you are to follow. But give me just an idea where I'm heading for. You know what you are heading for if you fail me? Yeah, yeah. Suit. Remove all traces of the vent from the hut. Hide this high frequency set in the usual place. Yes, Master. The place shall be deserted. Good. And you, Splinters? Popper stopper. <laughs> Let me turn this off here. I was sitting here downloading some stuff from Nintendo. All right. So let's see what we got here today. I do not want to put on any headphones, so we're gonna do it just like this. Okay. Links from Naked Capitalism eight twenty six eighteen. How cheetahs keep their heads still while sprinting. National Geographic. You know what's messed up about National Geographic lately? Rupert Murdoch owns the motherfucker. Boo. Fucking boo. Anyway. Uh, Red Delicious Apple uh, seeds top spot to gala after five decades. That's bullshit. Everybody knows, baby. It's the fucking green ones, man. The, uh... 
what they called um fiji are they F- no not fiji apples those are like yellow what the fuck did we used to call them when i was growing up just fuck it they're green apples you know the ones i'm talking about and they're really good fucking red delicious red delicious gets so mealy so fast hey what, what can you expect just a philadelphia inquirer okay let's see there you go let's take that off that's better okay <laughs> this is a wild story i've been following this all week actually um verizon under fire for throttling firefighters data speed lifts caps for first responders san francisco chronicle here's the interesting part one of the interesting parts about that story right now the san francisco chronicle is covering it because they're fucking dildos but um that story actually broke under ars technica one of the uh websites i normally check out and like the local reporters went on it well i guess like maybe the local dude well i think all right i'll just hmm. i think ars technica like their headquarters might be in oakland i could be wrong maybe san francisco but anyway but they they broke the story and um boy oh boy uh are fucking verizon and they're in some trouble anyway uh okay our superstar firms in amazon effects reshaping the economy new york times from jackson hole yes they are duh not in a good way Brexit. No deal Brexit will break up UK, warns Van Rompuy. Rompuy? Rompuy? That's such a goyish name. R-O-M-P-U-R-I. Rompuy? Rompuy? I would say poi. P-U-Y. Poi. Right? Rompuy? Fuck it. That's from The Guardian. Uh, Brexit. China looking at top-notch trade deal with UK after withdrawal. Oh, that's nice. That's from The Independent. Brexit. No market for implications. EU referendum. Council snatch. Oof. Council snatch 5,000 homes to pay for care bills. Sunday Express. Yikes. North Korea. Trump ties North Korea to trade deal with China. Moon, Alabama non-agreement capable (laughs) Sarakistan IMF urges Saudi Arabia to contain spending despite oil price rise Al Jazeera I haven't heard them from them in a little bit um new cold war Paul Manafort's trial in DC to take three weeks uh probe UK lobbying world oh yeah by the way um that happened this week uh Paul Manafort and uh Robert Cohen, one of whatever Gary Cohen. <laughs> anyway, they both got found um, guilty, which was actually quite surprising. Um, Mueller's speaking indictments offer clues to strategy. Uh, that's from the Hill. Oh, the first one's from the Washington Post. Or is they say abbreviated WAPO? Um, why Manafort and Cohen thought they'd get away with it? ProPublica, because elites always do. Cannabis activists are dangerous criminals. <laughs> Up tr- upcoming trials test limits of legalization in Alaska. The appeal. What happened at Camp Lejeune? I wonder if that's... I don't know what that is. We're going to look at that later, because okay, I don't know what that is. Um, Trump transitions. Trump's 
It's so funny, it's still under transition. Jesus fucking Christ. Trump's power to fire federal workers curtailed by judge. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, and last night this happened. Senator John McCain died. <laughs> Republican Warhawk, dead at 81. <laughs> yeah, that's that's in fairness. John McCain was sound on torture. Not an easy thing in, in official Washington. <laughs> David Foster Wallace on John McCain. The Weasel, 12 Monkeys, and the Shrub. Yeah, that's from 2000. Obviously, man has been dead. <laughs> um, Margaret Thatcher and... Oh, that's from Rolling Stone, obviously, because that's where he wrote. Um, I might read that. I think I, I know I've read that, but I'll read it again. Margaret Thatcher and Misapplied Death Etiquette. Um, yeah, Green Glenn Greenwald, Guardian. Yeah, I remember reading that article from 2013, still germane. Yeah, because it was like... I remember Margaret Thatcher died. People were like, oh, man, fuck that bitch okay um democrats in disarray how a political machine works candidates running for 21 seats all unaware new york times this is extraordinary i must read okay well maybe we'll get into that all unaware okay um democrats strip superdelegates of power in historic reform vote <laughs> Left organizations are careful to frame this as the good first step it is. Hmm. Oh, yeah, this is the thing where um, uh, the motherfucker that's that's from the Bernie Sanders, uh, Hillary Clinton, DNC fucking debacle. Anyway, modified rapture, super delicate, Nate Silver from Nate Silver 538, super delegates and other delegates who become unbound after the first ballot could wind up having a lot to say over the nominee because Democratic delegate allocations are so proportional that it'll be hard to come up with a majority in a 10, 15, 20 candidate field. Boy, sorry. Boy, oh man, I woke up. And like just started walking. He was like, "Whoa, dude!" I woke up like at the last moment. Okay, um, Donna Brazil. Ugh. Democrats voted to remove automatic delegations from the first round of voting, but we still have seats at the table. We are still in the room and very much capable of setting the menu. Ugh, bitch. That's why we didn't. Anyway, um, let's see the limits of a limit. Take two. The limits of Elizabeth Warren. Uh, that's from Consortium News. They're the best. Um, well, not the best, but they're really fucking good. August 28th sees some of the most nation's most watched contests come to a head in Florida and Arizona. Open secrets. Florida candidate. My alien abduction does not define me. <laughs> hey, baby. Jonathan Turley. Okay, buddy. My alien abduction does not. De that's that's good. That, that's that's always a healthy first step. Um, future elections may be swayed by intelligent, weaponized chatbots. <laughs> MIT Technology Review. Or we could go back to fucking paper ballots and not have this problem, but whatever, right? Who needs that? That's crazy, right? You know, that's, that's, this is how they want this shit to go. You know? If, if they want to, right? right? If... if <laughs> If one of your issues is voter fraud in your mind, then fucking strip it bare. Make it simple, stupid, and basically uncheatable. But whatever. Wouldn't want that bullshit. Um, our famous, famously free press. No, this is not a video of journalists uh, staging migrants drowning. 
pronounce weird. Uh, agency France Press. Okay. It's the French Ag Press Agency or something. Um, bylines on the homepage. Not the New York Times priority anymore in the latest homepage redesign. Oof. That's a dick. Neiman Labs. Is Philly Twitter moving to Mastodon? Yeah, that's a thing, really. Um, the Mastodon is like this new ish thing. Um, technically, Philly. Interesting, in that Philly was an epicenter of political blogging back in 2002-2003. Harper. Zuckerberg's joins the war party, continued. Six Semper Tyrannus. <clears throat> Big Tech corporations are now banning Iranian social media accounts. A censored student journalist speaks out. Oof. From the Gray Zone uh, website. Uh, conspiracy theorists are in the same leagues as psychics, magicians, astrologists, uh, uh, astrologists and gurus. Tele Telepolis. Uh, interview with the Wu Ming Collective. Sex crystals and composite to sex comma crystals and composite to compost toilets. The Economist guillotine watch exclusive Burning Man a utopia for guests was hell for many workers. No shit, Salon. Um, Pope to U.S. Church, you're on your own. The American conservatives, no cardinals or bishop gives the axe. Who's running the show there, Eric Holder? <laughs> funny what happens when a me too victim like asia argento is he accused guardian yeah that's weird boy that's a weird story but oh god damn it yeah we'll get, we'll get right back into it but that shit <laughs> i read the story about the kid like she basically was grooming this young dude but she's a, this is what i always come back to in my head i go but she's an argento of fucking course they're all fucking weird they look weird dario's weird the mom's weird <laughs> they're all weird just like mom's like into witchcraft and shit dad's just deep red and all those fucking suspirian he's just fucking weird when you see him um fuck and then his daughter right oh she's only been like sexualized in every fucking movie she's ever been in and then and she's gorgeous and the idea that like she met this kid on the set of one movie and just stayed like stayed friends quote unquote for a lot of years and then like anyway i have a feeling this isn't the first time that shit happened to this dude and he looks like just this young Italian, like, kind of sandy blonde here. And he looks so small. He just looks so small. And, man, that dude lived out, like, uh, a shit ton of people's goddamn fantasy. What, what the fuck happened to that young man that night, day? Weird. <laughs> like, while his friend was in the other room. Or, why Wild. Wild, wild, wild. But anyway, class warfare, having the hard conversations from Jacobin, important. Hmm, check that out. Construction workers are uniquely at risk for heroin overdoses, study finds. Hmm. Student debt problem is worse than we imagined. No shit. A leader in the world on power. Oh, oh. Jeez. All right, the first one's from Jacobin. Second one's, again, the Philadelphia Inquirer. Jesus. Uh, the student debt problem, that's the Times. Worse than we imagine. Well, of course, it's worse than you imagine. You don't give a flying fuck. A uh, leader in the war on poverty opens a new front. Pollution. New York Times. William Barber. 
the nastiest feud in science from the Atlantic. An ancient antibacterial technique might hold the key to future wound treatment. Futurism. Hmm. I like to read that. Many analysis one day because we were talking about that one. Uh, we were talking uh, Wednesday um, on the other show. I'm on uh, sitting on a cloud uh, with um, with Matt Matt Quirk. We were talking about. Uh, What's his, what's his name? Alexander the Great, and how like cleanliness or whatever, like kind of like because this dude had fucking like wounds, like war wounds, <laughs> shit, right? But he still lived for basically a fairly long time. But you know, but he, anyway, he just kept getting injured and he kept living. So I wonder if that has anything to do with that. I mean, it ain't. I always wonder sometimes when they say ancient, like how old they mean is what what is because like. I guess, right? It, are the Greeks ancient? I thought ancient was like before them and shit. But anyway, we will see. Many analysis, one data set, making transparent how variations in analytic choice affect results. Methods and practice in psychological science. The macho sperm myth. <laughs> and, oh, and a nice little picture of a chicken. A red chicken with gray and to black white looks it goes from all the way from white to black starting from the white at the shoulder and black at the tip of the feather and a big red breast and kind of face all kind of all the way to the eye a little bit over the eye and then like the top of the head is like a little white kind of let's say it looks like a crown and then um down by the leg and foot and back bushy tail thing bushy my ass it's feathers idiot it's kind of whitish goes from red to sort of like pinkish to white so kind of pretty if you stop and look at it for half a second okay all right let's do one more speed gibson i'm gonna look up some of these things i'm gonna find like the thing maybe two best or whatever and then uh, we'll come back of the International Secret Police. Clint in Hong Kong about to raid the Siong Tunnel, which the octopus planted with dynamite charges, and with Barney Dunlap 200 miles up the Siong with Bob Gilmore in quest of Marsha Winfield, the criminal is more than pleased. Now that the members of the secret police are separated, he believes that he will be better able to destroy them and makes plans accordingly. First, giving Splinters, the renegade aviator, orders to fly Marsha into Tibet. 
Meanwhile, Barney and Bob are flying to where Bob glimpsed the girl. We ought to be near that house, Bob. Don't take long to fly over 30 miles in this plane. It's up there ahead, Barney. See that shack standing by itself? That place? You mean to say they stuck Marsha away in a rat trap like that? Yep. Once we've got her safe, I've got a notion to bomb the joint. Only I ain't got a bomb. I just hope she's still there. I don't see any sign of that other plane. You wouldn't. He's had enough time to either fly back to the octopus in case we scared him off, or to fly away with Marsha to another hideout. Now what? I'm going to drag the field, low and slow. Want to see what sort of landing field I've got, if any. And also take a squint at the people that live in that house, if they're still there. You don't sound very hopeful of finding Marsha, Barney. Bob, I got all the hope in the world. But with that splinters guy knocking you out like he did, and grounding me until I was sure you were still alive and kicking, we gave him enough time to fly to Africa and back. He's got a yellow streak, though, and that's what I'm banking on. That we scared him off so as he'd hightail back to Hong Kong. Is your safety belt still fastened? Yep. Well, watch it, because I'm going to land now. Pretty level spot, but we'll hit a few bumps, so hold tight. Okay. There. Now we'll taxi over to that shack and give it a look-see. Might keep your gun handy, Bob. Don't worry. I had it ready before you landed. I'll get as near to the place as I can so we'll have the protection of the plane in case they start using us for target practice. Funny, I don't seem to see a sign of life around the place. I don't either. But that's no sign there ain't none. Yeah. Well, here we are. Climb out, Bob. But keep under cover until we know just what kind of reception we're going to get. I'll switch on this radio telephone, too, so as it'll be hot if we want to use it. What now? I'm going in. You cover me while I kick the door open. Let me go in first, Barney. No, nope. I'm the advanced man of this outfit. Keep me covered. Okay. Put him up. Huh. Nobody here that I can see. Well, then I'm coming in. No. Hold on a little longer, Bob. They may be waiting to trap us. I'll take a look around inside. Have you found anything yet, Barney? No. Say, Bob, are you sure this is the house you spotted Marsha in? Why, yes, Barney. Can't you find any trace of her in there? Not only no trace of Marsha, but no trace of anybody. Place looks like it ain't been lived in for months. Well, that's impossible. I saw Marsha come out of this house. Oh, I ain't doubting your word, but it just shows you how smart that octopus guy is. You mean we've lost Marsha again? I'm afraid so. And the octopus gang has covered up their tracks here so they'd be leaving no clues as to where Splinters was taking her. No, Bob, I'm afraid we've drawn a blank. Now, let me at that short wave set. Are you going to contact Clint? If I can. No need to keep our movement secret now. The octopus knows darn well that we was too late to rescue Marsha. Let's see. Clint's probably at Dr. Kingsley's, unless he's already left for the Siang Dock. I'll try to get him at Kingsley's, though. You know the doctor's new call letters and wavelength, huh? Yeah. 
Flight station OC-34 calling IS-78. OC-34 calling IS-78. Standing by. Come in for a two-way conversation, please. And if you're listening in, Octopus, I hope your ears burn. Uh, it's terrible we were so near Marsha and yet feel the freer. Yeah, but don't let it get you down, Bob. Only way we can win is to keep on trying. In this game of cops and robbers, it all boils down to who wears out first. And let me tell you, fella, it won't be the secret police. OC-34 calling IS-78. Come in, please. IS-78 replying to OC-34. IS-78 replying to OC-34. Standing by for two-way. Hello, Dr. Kingsley? Barney? Yeah, is Clint there? No. Have you found Marsha? Nope, we missed her. What? Yeah. It's a long story. I'll tell you when I see you. Where's Clint? Well, he and, uh, he and the others went on that business they had to attend to. They didn't go alone. Oh, I get it. Well, listen, Doc. Stand by just in case I want to talk to you again. But the way it looks now, I think I'll fly back to Hong Kong. Get that? Yes. And I'm going to bring Bob Gilmore with me. He's in the mess too deep now to be living alone 200 miles up the Siang River. I'll tell Clint in case he should return before you do. Okay, thanks. OC-34 signing off. Well, that's that. Maybe if we fly fast, we'll get in on the fun after all. What do you mean? At the Siang Dock. Speed, Clint, Liang, and a whole mess of Hong Kong police are going to raid the joint today. <laughs> Yes, master. I have had word that Speed Gibson and Flint Barlow have arrived at the waterfront. Soon they will penetrate this young tunnel. That is why I have brought you here to the observation room. So that we may watch them work toward their doom. <laughs> Very ingenious. The telescopic mirrors you have arranged between this observation room and the tunnel. It makes it appear as if we were actually in the tunnel with our enemies. You should know by now, Kwan Wu. That if I had not attended to every possible detail in my underground headquarters, I would have been discovered long ago. And it is to be hoped that none of the passages leading to it will be discovered now, Master. It would be most unfortunate should we have to leave Hong Kong. We shall not have to leave. To make doubly sure that the secret police will open the secret rock door that will set off the dynamite charge, I have ordered that it be left slightly open. This will give our clever police the grip that they need to open it fully and uh, <laughs> seal their doom. Look. Look, Master. Speed Gibson and Clint Barlow are entering this young tunnel now. That is leading with them? Yes. Ah, good. Our net shall catch many big fish this time. See, the Hong Kong police are following them in. When the dynamite is discharged, the whole young tunnel will bury them. But the streets above... Will they be affected? No. I took precautions as to that. Those above the ground will hear a dull explosion, that is all. But those beneath the ground will hear and feel far more. Oh? Exactly. <laughs> and all we have to do here is to wait and watch. It is a moment that I will enjoy when that dynamite blast removes Clint Barlow from my path. Thank <laughs> you.
coming along all right, Speed? Yeah, Clint. I'm staying close to Lee Ying like you said I should. I never should have let you talk me into bringing you along. I promised I'd obey your orders to the letter. That's the only reason that you did come along. Are the police following close behind Ying? Yes, Clint. You need have no fear of a surprise attack from the octopus band. Not only is this tunnel well guarded by our men, but the whole waterfront in the Xiang neighborhood is thicketed. I know, and still I have an uneasy feeling that all is not as well as it appears. What do you mean, Clint? Well, somehow the whole thing has been too easy. Now, we're sure that a passage leading from this tunnel will take us directly to the headquarters of the octopus, the heart of this whole organization. And yet there's been no attempt to prevent us from entering. I tell you, it's been too easy. Maybe he doesn't know anything about this ray. Oh, yes, he does. There's no use kidding ourselves if he doesn't, Speed. For all we know, the octopus may be watching every move we make. There may be an explanation to your concern over his non-interference, Clint. Perhaps the octopus has left Hong Kong. Oh, gee, do you think so? No, no, I don't, Speed. He would have had to pass one of our many outposts. We would have had some word of his going. Not necessarily, Clint. Remember all that has happened within the last few hours. Our forces have been scattered. Even Barney is miles away. Yeah. Golly, I wish I knew what he was doing. If he found Miss Marshy yet... Oh, no, wait. Wait just a minute. Before we get started off on another tangent, let's remember what we've come here for. We have to keep our minds on the job at hand, Speed. Otherwise, we might overlook some small but important detail. Well, it seems to me we should be near that rock pretty soon. Yeah. It isn't far from the Seong Dock entrance. And this tunnel is a gloomy spot. I'd rather imagine that you were not the first victims in the octopus imprisoned in here, Clint. Uh, probably not. But if I have anything to do with it, we'll be the last. Hey, there's the rock ahead. See it? Right in the beam of my flashlight. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, oh, quiet. Quiet, everyone. Now, I advise you all to hold your tear gas bombs ready. We don't know what's awaiting in this new passageway once we gain entrance. And I believe the use of tear gas will do away with unnecessary gunplay. And, uh, and you, Speed. I want you to stay out of it entirely, do you hear? You're not to go into the secret rock passage. All right, Clint. You say so. I do say so. Oh, here we are now. Uh, bring your lights closer, men, so we can inspect this rock carefully. I'll shove it a little from this side like I did when I hit it in the dark. Maybe I'll strike that same spring again. I doubt if you could, Speed. Such a coincidence does not often happen twice. I know, but... Hey! What? Look, Clint. This rock door is partly open. Open enough so we can get a lever in it and open it all the way. Maybe we can even do it with our hands. Oh, wait, wait a minute, Speed. Let me play my light over it. See? You can just get a look in at the passage. You're right. This is the passage, Ying. Then it will not be long before we have the octopus in our grasp. Men, bring the lever and pickaxes. Maybe I can force it open with my hand. No, Speed. Don't touch that rock. What? No, I mean it. Don't touch it, do you hear? Don't touch it. <laughs>
la chance, hein? parce que c'est le roi Salomon lui-même qui m'a dit de garder l'enfant, de le considérer comme mon propre fils, parce que parce qu'un enfant. Alright, we're back. Cool. Let's see here. What do we got? All right. So I went and looked up a couple of those articles. Um, the first one is interesting. Uh, what happened at Camp Camp Lejeune is a uh, pretty interesting. Uh, Camp Lejeune, I'll read you the the byline of it. I grew up drinking and bathing in the toxic waters around a military base in North Carolina. 30 years later, I go back to investigate. So, there you go. Let's see. Oh, God. There's like radioactive dead beagles. Oh, God. <laughs> Here, how about this? I'll just read a little bit of it just because it's interesting. And I liked last time when uh, I read a little bit of a, or I read a whole fucking story. I just didn't know it was going to be as long as it was. But it goes like this. Oh, this is by um, uh, Lori, a, a female spelling, L-O-R-I, Lou Freshwater, which is crazy cannot be the fucking real name or maybe it is who knows <laughs> in the um <clears throat> in the autumn of 1980 a contractor showed up to a to grade a parking lot he had no idea he was about to start digging up the radioactive bodies of dead beagles before we get started two things one i always <laughs> not connected to this story at all uh, first thing, there's also right now a prison strike happening um, because of um, like the overcrowded conditions in one prison that turned like, I, I know at least a person died, but I think a couple people died because of um, like a riot or something broke out because of, it was so fucking packed in there. And like the situation got over escalated and they're still on strike and it's been like shit it's like all all week so like they're still on and just you know much support for those dudes because it's horse shit anyway and the other thing i was just sitting there thinking it's interesting how different um judaism is sometimes uh than from other religions because um if your mom's jewish then you, like the son or the daughter is automatically in it's like it's like it doesn't matter about your dad. It's it's it seems like such an odd. Um, oh, there it is. On my CD. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just odd, like that. It's like female focused, like that, instead of um, you know, like most of it. You know, it's, it's all guy shit. So, I mean, and what's weird is like it's one of the what Abrahamic religions, right? One of the big three, right? Christianity, uh, Judaism, and uh, Muslim. But Muslimism <laughs> and or Islamism, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so just weird. One of those things. Like I wonder why. I could actually probably look that up. Why? Why is it that the like it just it, automatic? If your mom's Jewish, you're Jewish. You know, like it doesn't matter if you go ever ever go to synagogue. You know, none none of that shit matters. It's just just one thing. It's just it's really wild. <laughs> And I, sometimes I wonder if that falls into the whole um, what they what they call uh, the like Jewish classic quote unquote classic Jewish mother stuff, you know, overprotective, overbearing type thing, right? Way, way, way too into your business, <laughs> right? I believe I believe that's it, right? Of all the things I'm thinking of, like um, 
I had a fucking long time. I still do have a long time love of like Lenny Bruce and I believe it, like, you know, and uh he talks a lot about that stuff, you know. Um who else? Joan Rivers. She's like very classic like that. Hard working, I think is like classic stereotype, but whatever. But always kvetching. <laughs> anyway. Um Dead Beagles. <laughs> Radioactive dead beagles. <laughs> sounds like a horror movie. Alright. <clears throat> that sounds like a horror movie. Radioactive dead beagles. It sounds like a band name. Or a fucking improv group's name. Radioactive dead beagles. Fuck yeah, it does. Alright. But the forked bull bucket on his bulldozer started pi- pulling up more than soil. And as it turned out, he was digging in a strontium. Oh, shit. A pit of, uh, I've always said this one, strontium 90 and dog carcasses that had been buried in an ash gray tomb. A nest of dead dogs and laboratory waste labeled radioactive poison. The new parking lot was on the site of the former Naval Research Laboratory dump and its uh, associated incinerator in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And it was just one of many areas contaminated by an assortment of hazardous waste and chemicals on the base. Now, this reminds me of the shit that they're talking about in the Bayview. Like how they're, um, it's like a, what's it, a class A fucked up, like super fun site type shit. Where the military, because people, a lot of people seem to forget that uh, San Francisco was like is a is a like major military thing here, and there used to be, especially during World War Two, you know, because we're on the West Coast. This is like the spring off point, like you know, it's like New York, the West Coast, into like, well, maybe L.A. is, but that's neither here nor there. But the the well, I, you know what? Maybe it's here because of the banking and all that stuff too. But um, regardless, the Bayview, where all the black, the few remaining black people in the damn city that aren't in the Fillmore are basically in the Bayview or in the Mission. Hey, love my neighborhood. But generally, that's your major concentrations of like African Americans. <laughs> people say that in um in san francisco so i'm not you know this is this is this shit i think alameda the alameda base is kind of fucked up too but whatever um oh and you know what else is weird like that around here uh richmond richmond where i i've lived in all these goddamn places um rich well except for fillmore it's the only place out, out of all these i haven't lived but the Richmond has these uh, oil plants, or like Chevron, I think, it's really fucks that city over, like with you know just regular ass gross oil pollution. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, and it was just one of many areas contaminated by an assortment of hazardous waste and chemicals on the base. About a half mile away from the dump, soon to be known as Site Nineteen. My friends and I were living in our neighborhood called Paradise Point. We spent our time putting other girls' bras into freezers at slumber parties, playing the telephone game, riding our bikes all over the place, to the golf course to steal a cart to swim at the pool to play soccer on Saturdays. The same autumn the dead beagles were found, I was sitting in front of a fake 
backdrop of rusty color leaves, a slight 11-year-old girl with spaces between my teeth and freckles spritz across my nose and cheeks to take my school photo. Hey, and here it is. She's very cute. Under normal circumstances, this entirely unremarkable fifth grade photo in a plaid shirt and fragile gold necklace. Yep, there it is. Um, would have likely ended up where most school photos do, in an old album or a drawer or simply lost the time. Instead, the photo would become a marker in the medical history of my family and my community, a reminder of the crime that was being committed on the day the photo was taken, and for decades before, and for years later. It's a cute picture. <clears throat> What I should start doing, I should start taking some of these articles. And I, I don't even know if we have a goddamn Facebook page, but I mean, uh, you know, I need to start posting shit to there or whatever. Oh, yeah, I keep thinking. <laughs> I keep thinking it's the other show. Okay, anyway. No, we do not. I know we don't because I don't give a fuck. All right, maybe I'll start one on. What was the other one? God damn it. What's that goddamn thing called? I already forgot. I was called it Mojito. And I know that's not it. <laughs> um, Mastodon. That's what it's called. <laughs> All right. The place was Camp Lejeune, a United States Marine Corps base wrapped around the, the New River in Onslow County that served as an amphibious training base where Marines learned to be, quote unquote, the world's best war fighters, picking up skills that would allow them, for example, to make surprise landings on the shores of faraway countries. From the 1950s until at least 1985, the drinking water was contaminated with toxic chemicals at at least levels 240 to 3,400 times higher than it, what is permitted by safety standards. There may never be a true accounting of the suffering caused at Lejeune. As many other hometown environmental disasters like Flint, the Marines and family members poisoned on this military base were not born here. Oh, see, well, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, they were not born here, nor did they settle here to make a permanent life and raise their children. Instead, they were often here for just a, sh a short time, literally stationed at Lejeune for weeks, months, or at most a few years. From the 1950s through at least 1985, an undetermined number of residents, including infants, children, civilian workers, and personnel, were exposed to. Oh, Lord. Uh, Trilo. Trilo. Rethylene, tyrolethylene, TCE, oh, tetrachloroethylene, PCE, vinyl chloride, and other contaminants in the dreaming in the dreaming water. Whoa, man! The drinking water at Camp Lejeune. These exposures likely increase their risk of cancers, including renal cancer, uh, multiple, oh god, myeloma, leuke. <laughs> God, leukemiasis. Oh God, I just ruined that. <laughs> that I, I can fucking, I can almost say it because <laughs> it's like leukemia, but it's like leukemias. Oh, this is leukemias. Jesus, idiot. <laughs> and more. <laughs> the last time you heard somebody laugh at the fucking at leukemia. <laughs> leukemias, you fool. <laughs> 
It also likely increased their risk of adverse birth outcomes along with other negative health effects. Now the sick and the dying are all over the world and an untold number will never be notified about what happened. Instead, we are left to rely on scientific models and data trickling out of public health agencies and the slow process of adding one story at a time, person by person, to the cold data representing an environmental and public health disaster. In 1989, the Environmental Protection Agency placed 236 square miles of North Carolina's coastal soil and water on the list of toxic areas known as Superfund sites. The agency cited contaminated groundwater, sediment, soil, and surface water resulting from base operations and waste handling practices as reasons for including it on the national priorities list. Now let's take a look at that list since we have a second. The National Priorities List is a list of hazardous waste sites in the United States eligible for long-term remedial action. Clean up. Finance, this is from Wikipedia, financed under the Federal Superfund Program. Hey, that's what I'm saying, baby. We're pretty good at this, huh? <laughs> EPA regulations outline a formal process for assessing hazardous waste sites and placing them on the NPL. The NPL is intended primarily to guide EPA in, in determining what sites uh, warrant further investigation. Holy shit. This map is fucked up. <laughs> There's the one in the bay, Bayview right there. Michigan's all fucked up. You know, I got to look there first. It's like it is brutal in the what what was this like was that Northern Maryland? What? I don't even know what like what is that? Fuck. Pennsylvania? Yeah. Everything like, you know, around DC is all fucked up. The coat like right under Maine. What is that? Like Rhode Island and shit? Ugh. It's just one like chunk of red. Like they're all like these like individual uh like plot point dots. Dot 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 dot. Right? So it's just a, like a block of fucking red over there on the East Coast. Then <laughs> like lower fucking Virginia, there's like a just a like six or seven dots just right there. Michigan, it's wild. It it's focused on the left side of the state. Like it's weird. Like West Michigan, the feelings forever. Holy cow! Shit, man. It looks like there's one around Kalamazoo. Like we got um got like one kind of over by like they're like above Detroit like a, they did not fuck with Detroit they fucked with like everything around the motherfucker holy cow and like right around like all around like the I would call like the the Chicago sort of air part of uh Michigan weirdly like right across the lake you know it's like right it's like that whole U. It's all fucking dots. And then <clears throat> out here, you got them in L.A., of course. You see them down there. And then you got them, like, kind of around here. And then uh, Florida. Florida's got a few. Florida's fucked up. Wow. Wow. Holy cow. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, like... I'm assuming that the green dots are like, hey, we did it. We're clean. And then the yellows are, we're in the middle of doing shit. But the red ones are, that's the majority of the damn dots. Like, there's some green ones. It's weird. There's like, there's one in Nevada. And like one that's like right on the line of California and Nevada. It's so weird. 
Like, that's the only fucking state that... Well, no, that's not true. Um, what's that? Carolinas? Is, is those a fucking... Wait, there's North and South. What, there's Carolina and North... Dakota. It, that's what these are. These are the Dakotas. The North Dakota has two cleaned up sites. And that was all that they fucking had. Because who the fuck cares about... Anyway. And then, like, under there, there's, like, two red dots, two green dots like the south dakota and then like yeah because under there is uh yeah the one that shaped like a gun nebraska i believe that's nebraska yeah because i drove there once from kalamazoo i think it was like a 10 hour drive just did it in one fuck yeah i got a pro i went to see my buddy ryan hunt who was an awesome guy man fuck i hope he's doing great Really great artist. Um, yeah, boy. You can get caught up looking at this fucking map. This map's fucked up. Okay. So, yeah. Cap Lejeune remains a sprawling, super fun site. And is also the place where my mom and I spent years drinking a terrible mix of chemicals from our faucet. In the book, A Trust Betrayed, The Untold Story of Camp Lejeune. Author Mike Magner give special attention to my mother's story <clears throat> a woman with the ironic name of mary freshwater so it is her fucking real name okay may have had the most ghastly experiences at camp lejeune oh christ of course i share her ironic name which can seem more like of a like seem like more of a curse nearly my entire childhood was consumed by tragedy jesus the chemical combination can be linked to deaths of two of my baby brothers Rusty and Charlie, or my two baby brothers, Rusty and Charlie, and to my mom's old, difficult final years when she was dying from two types of acute leukemia. My mother also suffered from mental illness, which was intensified, understandably, by her family's brutal losses. Sometimes it seems that, behind me, there's nothing but an inescapable grief. Yikes. My middle school was called... Uh, Tarawa Terrace 2, named for the famous World War II Battle of Tarawa. I rode a marine green bus every day instead of a yellow one and on a base that had expanded during World War II to claim rivers, creeks, swamps, and mile after mile of Atlantic Ocean front. That's what I'm talking Remember, we were just talking about all that goddamn Atlantic Ocean. Holy shit. Early in the unfolding tragedy, the Army sent a note to Marine leadership about water testing results. It was sent out the same month that my mother wrote on the back of my fifth grade photo, October 1980. Um, Army Laboratory Service uh, Chief William Neal scrawled on the bottom of the lab results. Water is highly contaminated with low molecular weight. Why did I read this thing? Halogenated hydrocarbons. And there's a little thing. MCB, October 80, water is highly remarks, water is highly contaminated with low molecular weight halogenated hydrocarbons. <laughs> He's split halogenated, halo dash genated because the fucking, the, uh, the sheet's too skinny. Strong interference in the region of uh, CHLRBR, oof. <laughs> cannot determine true volume of that compound <laughs> underlined cannot <laughs> D 
determine true value of that compound experience shows that true concentration is low since the you can't read the rest it was an early warning about the drinking water on the base but the marines didn't take any action that month or the next or even after several warnings including another handwritten note that exclaimed merely quote-unquote solvents (laughs) exclamation point the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps waited another five, waited five years to start shutting down contaminated wells. After that first demo issued only days before the radioactive beagles were found, the poison drinking water kept flowing for several more years. Obviously, at, le- at least five, as far as I can remember those first two fucking paragraphs. Uh, Camp Lejeune has been characterized as a candidate for the worst water contamination case in U.S. history. And I am up to, and I am one of up to a million people who were poisoned. The tragedy, though, is hardly all in the past. According to the Project on Government Oversight, Pogo. I always wish I could Pogo. Well, wished. If you wanted to, you probably fucking could have. I used to have a Pogo. I got on it once, like twice. My entire no. I'm gonna fall and hurt myself, like skateboards. I had one for a while. No. No. Which is crazy because I have a pretty damn decent sense of fucking balance. But not. Nope. But you know, I don't think, you know, what part of it was self trying to be self-taught and never, I never really learned from, you know, somebody who actually had really done the shit. So but who fucking cares? <laughs> I do, because I got, I'm trying to fucking, I was thinking, all right, according to the POGO, the military's failures are continuing today, mistakes are being repeated at our bases overseas, of course, and in foreign cases, it took a whistleblower to prompt action on a contaminated water, in a 2013 investigative uh, report produced by the Navy Inspector General obtained through a Freedom of Information Act FOIA reveals shortfalls in the oversight and management of drinking water for Navy personnel stationed overseas. Oh, Christ. Even in wealthy, developed countries. Mm. The report concludes that not a single Navy overseas drinking water system meets U.S. compliance standards or the Navy's own governing standards, quote-unquote, according to POGO. Not a single Navy overseas drinking water system meets U.S. compliance standards. Are we third partying this shit? Is that is that what's going on over here? What the fuck? How in the fuck? Like all of them? Y- yeah, yeah, a- all of them. See, I ain't gonna learn something new today. That's crazy. All right, now it's gonna get into something else here in a second. But before we do. I'm gonna fucking sidetrack because I, I am enjoying this beautiful morning out here. It's really creepy though. The idea, like, n- none of them, nah. And like, how much fucking money do we pay into those fucking things, right? Like, it's like it doesn't matter how much the amount of money printed that goes towards the army as a fucking jobs program. Or, you know, our defense is bananas. And the idea that the Navy doesn't have a single... It's so, like, it reminds me of uh, Boy Scouts. Like, we used to carry these things, like, if like if you wanted to drink the water, you could, like, drink, like, fucking river water if you wanted to. 
but you drop one of these things in there and it like clears all the bullshit out do they have to do that shit in the navy like and it tasted fucking gross like like ugh, ugh. but it's clean water so you fucking get you through your shit but i remember just having like a sickly fucking weird chemically fucking sort of taste to it but there were these little i wonder jesus i wonder if i could even find what the fuck those things were called let's see let's do some digging i don't know what you call them i guess it'd be like filtration tablets like water filtration like water it's not filtration though that's the thing but let's see if you know Let's start there, since I can't think of the... Yeah. Okay. Let's see what this says. Okay. Water filters by Brownell. No. See, because that's what I thought was going to come on. God damn it. Let's see here. Tablets. Fluoride removal system. Free ship on... Okay, let's see. Yeah. Here they go. Survival Mastery. Complete water treatment system. Okay, what's all this? Written by David Dawson. All right. Water in the wilderness may eventually leave you without any safe water stores, and uh, you'll have to use what, use what nature gives you. Water from streams, rivers, like pop, 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 pop. As much as this sounds great, you'll be drinking water straight from nature. It brings dangers in the face of germs, viruses, bacteria, and other impurities. You'll quickly realize that drinking straight from the river may actually not be such a good idea. You can use fire heat source to boil the water. Those kill the bacteria, but they may not be true about some viruses. Not just that, but like if you're in like a true, like, you know, hey, man, what you gonna put it in, bruh, to boil it? You know what I'm saying, right? Mm. You know, right? If you—that's a solid fucking question. If you're stuck out, I guess you would have to. That sounds crazy, though. The only thing I can think of is like you'd have to get like a rock, right? And like just heat the fuck out of the rock. <laughs> you know. What are you going to put it in? If, if you don't have, let's just say you don't have shit. And you're just out in the wilderness, right? And you need to drink water. But you can't drink the river water. Because it's got strontium fucking 90 in it or whatever the fuck. You need to boil that shit off. <laughs> you need to boil that shit off. and um, But, you know. You don't have a a bucket or whatever, a can or a fucking, you know, you don't got nothing. You just got the world. So, like, like, in the the face of emergency, where you drink the water and just say, fuck it. But if not, and you really are like, all right, man, I got to be out here a while, right? Right? I can't go down, like, drinking the bad water. Like, you would... In my head, I'm just thinking in the woods, what could you use like as a non-flammable surface that could like, and first off, you have to find a fucking rock that can hold any water. You have to find something that's slightly cup-like, which is going to be not that easy. But let's say you, or you could make it, you could chip away, you know what I mean? You could chip one in. Oh, God. Keep blowing. Get the, get all that dust out of there, buddy. But, like, that's, to me, 
then you just stick it in the, <clears throat> you know, then you get your twigs, you get your everything, you get to make your little nest, start spinning that motherfucking piece of wood, oh god, which is a pain, but I've done it, and we had to do it for Boy Scouts, so yeah, yeah, you, it's, it's completely possible, in fact, you're probably gonna use the same, <laughs> weirdly, like, anyway, but like, so you get the fire going, you know, you got your little, like I said, your little nest now, you know, you got your, the little ember fucking fell into the, fell into your nest, and you're blowing, blowing, blowing and then right fire starting cool we're good now you keep you know you keep adding shit add shit add shit now you get your little you know of course you made your fire pit because you've been looking for fucking rocks all day so since you're picking up rocks you might as well move them over to a circle so that you don't set the whole goddamn forest on fire so you know, <laughs> right not only makes sense so all right so now you got your rocks around and everything okay and now you've got like your your your, your you're made chipped in i don't know how big this fucking thing would be right how big would i would pick a rock that's like i don't know let's say the size of you know you could like put in your lap i could put in my lap you know like something that big and then just you know you'd have to hit it with a heart well you know whatever you can fucking find really and then you got your fire so like you have to well, the fire would be big enough that you could set it, like, to the, not to the side exactly, but, like, yeah, to the fucking side, like, to the right-hand side of the motherfucker, like, right in next to the fire. And I think maybe you could get that rock hot enough to boil the water. I'm fairly sure. Fuck yeah. So, and then there you go. There's your water. You, your best bet, what you really want to do after that point, actually... <laughs> Since you're going through all this, you might as well get some leaves. Put the leaves over top like you're like you're running a still almost. So that like the leaves drip into like some other fucking you might as well do two rocks, you're doing one. So you, the other one, you know, and it can drip into there like a still. That's actually that's your best bet. Since you're making shit and you're in the fucking woods anyway. That's what I do. You know? Get the most out of the water because the rest, if not, it's just going to steam up and steam off and go away. You might as well get every fucking sip out of that water that you can get, right? At least that's how I'm thinking, right? Maybe I'm wrong. You know? Probably am. Need too much fucking work, right? It won't be worth it. The amount of energy that you put in to make the thing. Yeah, fuck off. Bullshit. Bullshit. Do it right. Do it once. Be done with it. Okay, it's true that boiling <laughs> it's true that boiling has been used for centuries when it comes to disinfecting the water, but today there are other methods for achieving the same effect. Many of them are harmless in the long run, and some of them are purifi purifying in you know, filtering systems, chemical solutions, water stilling systems, exactly. Okay, here we go. Water purification tablets. It says, essential instructions. Dissolve one tablet in 10 liters of clean, clear water. Dirty water should uh, first be filtered or allowed to settle before dissolving tablet. Wait a minimum 30 minutes before dissolving tablet and drinking the water. Use one or two liter bottles or containers to measure water to add up to 10 liters in a clean bucket or pot or 10 liter collapsible water containers. 
In this article, we will focus on the water purification tablets used by many survivalist campers and hikers. They will give you the option to just pop the tablet in the water container and wait a while for it to work. After about 30 minutes, you'll have clean water safe to drink. There are several several popular methods for cleaning the water using specific chemical tablets. Iodine. Here we go. This is what I wanted to know. Iodine is often used in combination with other chemicals. No wonder it tastes weird. That's why you're drinking iodine. But I remember, man, oh, God, I remember... I haven't. That's really funny. That's a word I haven't even thought about in ages. Iodine. I remember getting cuts and shit and having to put that shit on. On oh boy, oof, and putting that like on on your body. Look at this guy. Speaking of, there are tablets containing. Oh God, why why do I have all these fucking chemical names today? Teraglycine and hydro uh, period periodide. Sure. This helps kill off most of the existing pathogens and protozoa in the water, but it's not perfect. Of course, I, I, I never said it was perfect. I said I'll get you through. But it's also true that it helps reduce the radioactive iodine in the human body. That's Thus, it's good for net nuclear disaster situations when there's high alert for radioactivity in the contaminated area. Bang! See? told you keep your a navy keep your pocket full of them for sure baby yeah you know when you're thinking about getting thirsty wait about a half an hour you know what i'm saying (laughs) it's also advisable that after you let the iodine tablet work you can then pop in a vitamin c tablet to neutralize the taste of the water there you go told you it's important to note that you shouldn't do so uh soon after you've used an iodine tablet what Oh, I guess so, like, after after you let it work, then you drop the motherfucker. Don't put it in, like, 15 minutes after. Like, hey, I'm going to drink this in 30 now. See? I thought it was a weird taste. Vitamin C tablet. We didn't know about that shit. Fuck, if I had known that, I'd have brought some... My mother is a vitamin C... But she's a vitamin nut. But fucking vitamin C, baby. We always got that shit around. Hey, just take a vitamin C. You'll be good. <laughs> okay, man. Okay, so basically let it work for about 30 minutes in warm and relatively clean water or more for cold and dirtier drinking water. After that, you can use an effervescent vitamin C tablet to make the taste more appealing. There you go. Another iodine variation to the above is the use of iodine crystals. You can use about 7 grams, 0.25 ounces. Oh, a quarter ounce is 7 grams. There you go, drug kids. In a small bottle of about 1 ounce. And then shake well to help the crystals dissolve and work. If the water is relatively warm, about 77 degrees. Oh, wait, 25 degrees Celsius. Yeah, 70 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. The water will be safe to drink within 15, 20 minutes. In case where the water is colder, allow it to stay a bit more. 30 minutes in the in the water i believe in the water is cold you may have to be aware i think it it means if if the water is cold you may have to be aware that some cysts may not be killed like geraldia cysts so it's highly advisable to pre-warm the water before using iodine crystals of course do not consume these crystals in non-dissolved form as they can be deadly so wow well yeah i guess right 
Yeah, so like if you're mountain streaming it or some shit and the water's fucking cold, it's just. Well, I guess in, in their mind, you have like a plastic bottle or some shit to, or whatever, some sort of bottle to put it in. Right? I must, I would assume just, just me being me. If I was out there, I'd have one of those stainless steel deals. So I put the motherfucking water in a stainless steel, just strap it next to my fucking thigh or whatever the fucking heat it up with my body, and then shake, 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 shake your iodine. Otherwise, unlike the teraglycine hydroperiodine crystals have them. Okay, unlike the teraglycine hydroperiodide iodine crystals have almost an endless shelf life. As long as they're not exposed to air, they must be carefully sealed and protected from air in glass bottles. Keep in mind that storing them in plastic bottle. Jesus, these people need an editor. Will let iodine fumes escape to... Oh, see? Mm. Keep in mind that throwing them in plastic bottles will let iodine fumes... Well, God, this is written like shit. That's weird. Okay, I'm going to try to read this like in the way it's supposed to be written. Keep in mind that storing them... Iodine crystals in plastic bottles will let iodine fumes escape the plastic barrier and can damage nearby steel materials, spoons, kitchen utilities, cookware, etc. When the bottle is opened, it should be used within three months. If unopened, its life can be virtually endless. All right, so if you have an unopened bottle of iodine crystals, you're good. Another way to purify water through the use of crystals is through halazone tablets. They are based in chlorine. Since chlorine is much more effective against E. coli bacteria, they are also widely used in low hygienic areas and populations. Iodine tablets can't uh, affect successfully fight E. coli. The only downside to the, chemi- the chlorine-based tablets is when they are open, they must be used within days, max three days. Later technology is sodium. Oh, fuck you. Dichlorisocyanurate. So it can almost entirely replace the use of halazone tablets. Boy, oh boy, that's an ugly word. Dichlorosyanurate. Fuck you. Why? <laughs> These are the words I decide to read when I barely wake up on a day. Jesus Christ. That word is fucking long. What is that? 5, 10, 15. There's like... <laughs> 19 letters in that goddamn word. Anyway, chlorine be- bleach tablets are also widely used as a good alternative uh, to the above. They have been they had to be used sparingly and, f- and are good for long-term use. Use a 5% solution, unscented, whatever that means, that's weird, and two drops per liter would work. Let it work for at least 30 minutes and up to an hour. Well, yeah, that makes sense. And a final note on these various methods is the recent invention of silver ion chloride dioxide-based tablets. They can be very effective against gliralia and cryptosporidium. But the only downside of these tablets is that silver may accumulate in certain body tissues and cause agraria, changing the regular colors Yeah, of some body parts to gray. That's fucking weird. If you ever decide to use ion silver tablets, do it rarely and only if nothing else can be used instead. Also, you may have to wait longer to have the water ready to drink. Up to four hours, bitch. All right. Purifying water products in tablet form. 
The online and stationery stores offer a wide variety of waterproofing products. You may get confused as to which are better than which and how to purchase the one suitable for your needs. To, con- to avoid the confusion and help you make a better decision, we will discuss some of the most popular and valued pop- products on the online market. Polar Pure. This product uses iodine crystals. Crystalline iodine is the active ingredient. The product claims to kill viruses, bacteria, and protozoa. It also ensures that when the iodine does its work, there won't be any unpleasant aftertaste, unlike some products. There must be a little vitamin C in there. Purest products, polar purest products also last a very long time. Some users claim that their crystals, even after 10 years or more, are effectively usable and work just fine. Why the fuck would you, anyway? <laughs> okay. It's very small. It's very cute. Hey, it's right next to a rock where you could boil your water. See, now I'm looking at these rocks and I'm thinking, boy, oh boy. It's, that's a pain. Anyway. All right. <laughs> that's what I thought it was when I first thought about the idea of what the fuck you'd use. But what the fuck would you use? You could make a wooden bowl? Fuck no. It's got to be stone. And it's got to be a stone. It can't be like two or three stones or the water's going to just go through. Well, you could like seal it up. Yeah, see, if you turn that rock on its head, that's a spot for water right there. Now, what you do is you just keep chip, 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 chipping away in there and just see if you fucking, you know, make you a little divot. And there you go. There's your water, motherfucker. Then you get to use that little thing that it's leaning, or the polar pure. Fuck that. Use the polar pure. It, obviously, it's working, man. Anyway. You have to keep in mind, though, that these purifying tablets don't clean or filter the sediments and particles in water. So if you purify water that has too much dirt in it, it's it's advisable to use an addition of filtering system. Well, yeah. This will further cleanse the water and filter what's left after using the crystal iodine tablets. No shit. Hmm. In addition, Polar Pure's product offers a liquid solution inside which lasts much longer than the tablet form the bottle has a particle has particle blockage which stops the crystals inside from dropping into the water otherwise the bottle has both a liquid solution and crystals for better purification also has a thermostat to measure temperature which customers find very useful the entire bottle can treat over 2,000 quarts of water holy shit well the only bottle is only five ounces what's that kids 141.75 grams that's right baby that's five ounces is 141 and three quarter grams so give get your right price people (laughs) so uh to treat one liter of water you'll have to use about 0.07 grams it's about true drops per liter once again, that's what we were talking about before we finish here about the amount you use. Can build the bottle. Ba, 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 ba. I am not reading any more of their fucking bullshit. That's funny. There's also particle aqua tablets, just so you know. There's also Katie Den Micro Pure tablets. They're a trusted name between hikers and capro. Oh, and there, that's a chlorine chlorine one. Aquamira military. These are probably the ones that they fucking the Navy has to carry on them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got my Aquamira with me. Fuck off. It's the chlorine one too. Ugh. You don't want the chlorine one though, B. You want those fucking crystals, man. You want the iodine. 
if you're in the Navy, because those fucking sites, right? These people uh, still got nuclear shit. Fuck off, man. Cool. Well, there you go. It's water filtration. Quickly and <laughs> stupidly. Oh, man. I lost the fucking page. I'll find it again. <clears throat> That's really funny. John McCain. Fuck that dude. That really is a... I, you know what? I've actually... I think I've seen this picture. I'm, I'm fairly sure I've, I've heard... Like, a, it, it's... It's... um. It's sparking something in the old memory. Solvents! <laughs> All right. Part two. How the water became toxic. An important part of marine culture is always being squared away. A code of personal cleanliness and etiquette that requires a press and starts uniform and a lot of shoe polishing. Oh, boy. I am starving. One of the dry cleaners that the Marines frequented to service their uniforms was ABC Cleaners, which operated out of a small red and white painted building just across the highway from the base. Word traveled fast that they had the lowest prices, but the business produced more than money. Like any dry cleaning outfit, it also produced tons of waste from the solvent used to clean the uniforms. According to a uh, court deposition, ABC cleaners use two to three 55-gallon drums of solvent a month. That's about three gallons of muck a day. This dry cleaning business is across the street from the entrance to my school. The owner used to use a toxic muck to fill potholes in his parking lot and threw the rest into drains? I'm sorry. Let me put it the way, let me put it the way she actually probably wrote it. <laughs> not, not what that incredulous fucking sound you just made. This dry cleaning business is across the street from the entrance to my school. The owner used the toxic muck to fill potholes in his parking lot and threw the rest into the drains. There you go. That's better. <laughs> Shocked. Sorry. <laughs> in other areas around the base, waste was generated and discarded into empty lots, forests, roads, waterways, makeshift dumps. The toxic waste was then taken by the Carolina rains and summer thunderstorms down the road towards the sea level, of course, into water wells and into the barracks, houses, trailers, offices, and schools, and finally into the bodies of thousands of Marines and their families, into our cells, into our bones. Okay, and they had this cool little time-lapse thing. ABC cleaners leak such as like line. Poop, poop, poop. That's right up river. And DDT, DDT. Oh God, thirty thousand gallons. I'm just trying to can we pause this shit. Okay, so it's going from like 1950 to 1980, 90. Wait, yeah, okay, to like 1995 or something. They find TCE, DDT, gas drums buried next to a chemical dump. Let's see. That, and that's right next to the TCE. And then 30,000 gallons of fuel leaked at the fuel farm. Just, just, it's just a fucking toxic mess. It's like the, uh, was it, not the, uh, was it Erie? Lake Erie when Lake Erie was on fire? It's like that shit. Ugh. In 2014, the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry, what is that, the TSDR, part of the uh, Centers for uh, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, <clears throat> issued a position on the water at Camp Lejeune. The ATSDR, oh, that's, that's what I was talking about, found that past exposures from the 50s, 
through February 1985 to TCE, PCE, vinyl chloride, and other contaminants in the drinking water likely increase the risk of cancers. In addition to these toxins, there was also benzene, a clear, colorless, and highly flammable chemical. When you put gas in your car, that car, the smell you notice is benzene, an important petroleum byproduct that is also used in industrial solvents. In the universe of indu- environmental contamination, language can be complex, murky, and often, often confusing. When it comes to benzene, though, the language is like the chemical itself, perfectly clear. Benzene is a car is in a but the benzene benzene is a carcinogen. Benzene is a well-established cause of cancer in humans, and benzene causes acute myeloid leukemia. <laughs> Very clear. The EPA has established a maximum contam- contaminant level goal of zero parts per billion for benzene in public drinking water systems. In 1980, Naval Facilities Engineering Command testing showed that one of the wells at Camp Lejeune measured 380 parts per billion. I know that might not sound like a lot, but since (laughs) all it does is give you cancer, it's just like no fucking benefit. It just fucks you up. That's not good. In uh, 2010, the Associated Press found that a contractor dramatically underreported. Of oh, really? A third party fucking d- didn't? Oh, okay. The level of benzene found in uh, Lejeune's tap water. Oh God. Per the AP reporting in 1992, when ATSDR uh, visited Camp Lejeune to start its public health assessment, they found that a contractor had erroneously fucking lied. They lied. Erroneously documented the 1984 level of benzene in one well was 38 parts per billion when the actual... They forgot to put the zero on that motherfucker. (laughs) When the actual measurement had been 380 parts per billion. Same contractor's final report issued in 1994 conveniently admitted the benzene altogether. There you go. I told you there's some third-party bullshit going on with this. Because why... (laughs) Because if you're invested in it, you wouldn't want your people to be sick. But if you're not invested in it and you're just trying to make money, then who gives a flying fuck? Fuck these people. The Marine Corps has been warned nearly a decade earlier about the dangerously high level of benzene, which uh, was traced to massive leaks from fuel tanks at the base on the North Carolina coast, according to recently disclosed studies, the AP reported. The chemical stew, stew found at Lejeune is made of uh, volatile organic compounds. They are able to vaporize and with ultimate stealth to enter soil and air as gases, which then become your invisible companions. Finally, they come for the ones you love. When water becomes vapor. A friend of mine describes the human days in North Carolina as feeling like you are in a dog's mouth. It can be brutal. Take a shower and walk outside and you need another shower. That's like Michigan, man. Fuck yeah, those goddamn Michigan summers when it gets hot. It's like fucking 100 degrees outside. Oh my god. Oh, fuck you. Because it's between two lakes. It just stays fucking moist. People don't understand. It's it's pretty fucking... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> juicy up there in the goddamn maybe that's why they make so much good music oh speaking of some guy from a, a Michigan band a hardcore band just died uh, not hardcore band like a metal death grindcore band or some shit he just died uh, yesterday 
Anyway, let's say 28 years old. <clears throat> It'll do it. That's what I, you know, it's weird. That's what I wanted when I was a kid for some weird reason. I wanted to fucking like, like just be awesome and then die. <laughs> and like people would just be like, yeah, was well, that dude was cool. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about all that. That seems a little overrated. <laughs> Right? This dude, his fucking whole trip's done, baby. Yeah, 28 years. I don't even know how old. What the fuck was it? I mean, he was born in the 90s or some shit? I don't know. I'm not doing math this morning. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he must have been, right? I can do that much math. Like Maybe he was born in 1990. Something like that. Yeah. The only thing to do is drink lots of water and search for shade. Our school had an open plan. No one closed. Hey, what's up, Mike? Uh, what's up? Uh, no one closed hallways or air conditioning. So on hot days, teachers marched us to the old metal water fountains near after recess. Then there were black flag days, which meant that it was too hot for recess. In the cafeteria, we lined up for strange-tasting meat patties on plastic trays that were still warm and damp from the wash cycle. I can still smell all that dirty steam coming from the industrial dishwashers. We were breathing it, the toxic vapors. But the cafeteria ladies serving us were right there in the in a fog of it all day long, wearing hairnets and gloves out of what was, uh, in, res- in retrospect, a heartbreaking concern for students' health and safety. Well, there you go. That's a wild story, baby. All right. Well, now we get an idea what happened to Camp Lejeune. Let's uh, go to Speed Gibson, and uh, then I'll get us out of here. Here we go, baby. Quand j'étais épousé, tu étais toute mince, toute mince, comme du fil pour attacher un piège. Tu as mangé tout le gibier que j'ai abattu. Et maintenant, tu es grasse comme une vraie femme. Regarde-toi, tes biceps, est-ce que tu les reconnais? of the International Secret Police. Lee Ying in the Tea House Fire and Speed Gibson and Clint Barlow in the Dynamite Blast in the Seong Tunnel, the octopus, master criminal, determines to gather his forces for an attempt to do away with the secret police with one stroke. Consequently, as Barney Dunlap and Bob Gilmore land in the harbor on their return from a fruitless trip after Marsha Winfield, the octopus tells Barney to go to Dr. Kingsley's residence if he wants to know what has happened to his working partners. 
Seeing the Seong dock in ruins and knowing that Speed and Clint were there on a raid, Barney is greatly excited and loses no time in getting to the doctor's home. Doc! Doc Kingsley! Anybody home? Why, Barney! I didn't expect to see you so soon. Hello, Barney. Well, I'm glad you're back safe. Speed and Clint, where are they? Why, they're on their way here. I had a phone call from Clint just a few minutes ago. He's all right? Well, so far as I know, yes. He said he had a lot to tell me and asked if I'd heard from you. I gave him your message that you uh, sent over shortwave. Oh, oh, boy. Mind if I sit down, Doc? Well, of course not. Well, you look all in, Barney. I am, you see. Oh, but wait a minute. I'm forgetting my manners in the excitement. Doc, this is Bob Gilmore, who's been helping us out up the Siang. This is Dr. Kingsley, Bob, and little Jean, his daughter. Well, you knew Marsha's brother, didn't you, Mr. Gilmore? Yes, Jean, very well. I'm so sorry that you didn't find Marsha. So am I, honey. We must have just missed her. Which reminds me, Bob got a nasty sock on the head, Doc. Thought it had fractured his skull at first, but he finally came out of it. Wouldn't hurt to take a look at it. Oh, I should say so, and right now, too. Oh, please don't. I mean, not until Clint has arrived. My head isn't as important as the news he'll bring. Doesn't it hurt a lot? Well, just aches a little, Gene. Hmm, that should be Speed and Clint now. Swell. <laughs> yeah, there'll be some surprise to see us sitting here. We'll have plenty to tell them. Yeah, and they'll have plenty to tell us, judging from the looks of the Siang Dark. Sounds like Barney. Not only sounds like, but is. The great Barney in person. Barney. Golly, I'm glad you're safe. Hi, Speed. Hi, Clint. Well, Barney, uh, how in the world did you get back so soon? Blue. <laughs> oh, sure glad to see you again, Bob. But it's too bad about Miss Marcia. Yes, yeah, Speed. Barney might have been in time to stop Splinters from moving her if he hadn't stayed at my house to see if I was going to come to or not. Uh, come to? Yeah, feel that bump on Bob's dome. Now, let's see, Bob. Oh, oh, say, that is a good one. What happened? As long as explanations are in order, what happened to you, old pal? When we flew down, the Siang dock was kind of messed up. And Barney was plenty scared. Thought maybe you'd gotten caught in it. Well, would have. Hadn't been for Clint. Oh, dear. What happened, Speed? Well, yes, tell us. We know nothing about your activities, you know. Well, we found the secret rock door, and it was open an inch or two. I was going to try and shove it wide open when Clint stopped me all of a sudden. He rigged up a pickaxe and rope and got everybody out of the tunnel. Took the other end of the rope along with us, and then we all tugged on it and heard a terrific explosion. You see, the octopus had set another trap. That rock door released a charge of dynamite when it was moved. Had we stayed in the tunnel and uh, moved that door ourselves, <laughs> we wouldn't be here now. Oh, how horrible. Was Ying with you? Yes, he's with the British authorities now, uh, turning in a report. I tried to call a short wave station, but couldn't raise anybody. Well, that's not surprising. Ying's tea house is burned to the ground. What? Mm -hmm. The octopus, discovering that Ying was a member of the secret police, uh, took steps to do away with him. Uh, he didn't get Ying, fortunately, but the crime laboratory is in ruins. Suffering wang doodles. Things have been happening during my flight up the Siang. Yes, and uh, when did this all happen? Just before we went to the Siang dock. Well, you didn't waste any time, did you? Uh, supposing you tell us how you spent your time up the Siang, Barney. I'll make it short, Clint. I kept the octopus plane in sight, but I don't think he knew I was following him because he never would have landed at Bob's place and gone in like he did. He said that you'd send him, Clint. Well, he did. And then he knocked you out. Well, he pulled a gun on me first. He was half out of his mind, I think, judging from the way he talked. Said something about being kept in a torture room or something. The octopus is full of cute tricks like that. Probably threw splinters in there after he almost spilled the beans about his headquarters. Mm, I see. Go on. What happened then? Well, I tackled him and tried to get the gun. 
During the mix-up, he cracked me over the head with it. The next thing I knew, Barney was throwing water in my face. Yeah, I bust in all set to arrest whoever's there, and I find Bob stretched out all over the floor. While I was giving him the once-over, the splinters guy takes off. And I have a heck of a time trying to decide whether I should take off after him or stay and patch up Bob. He looked pretty sick to me, so I stayed. By the time we finally did reach the house where I'd seen Marcia, there wasn't a sign of anything. Looked as if it hadn't been lived in for days. But are you sure it was the right place, Gilmore? Yes, Dr. Kingsley. Oh, dear. I wonder where Marcia is now. One thing we can be sure of, Jean, is she's safe. Otherwise, the octopus wouldn't take so much trouble about moving her around. Yes, yeah, speed's right. The octopus doesn't keep prisoners as a rule. Uh, he has some use for Marsha, that I know. And we've got to find her before he uses her as a hostage in some way. Say, that reminds me. Reminds you what, Barney? Just as we was landing, the octopus came on the air over the short wave set, telling me why I couldn't raise anyone at Lee Ying's, and saying that if I wanted to know what had happened to you guys... I should come here to the docks. The octopus told you to come here? Sure, didn't he, Bob? That's right, Clint. Mm, that doesn't sound so good. Well, what do you mean? Well, just why should the octopus want us all here together? Don't know. But let him want it. He can't do us any harm, what with the Hong Kong police all around the doctor's house and garden. I had to show everything I had in the way of identification to get in here. You think that criminal plan's another raid, Clint? Well, I don't know what to think, Doctor. After what's happened within the past few hours, nothing would surprise me. Now what? Maybe it's that surprise you was talking about, Clint. Well, I hope not. I've had enough excitement to last me for a few hours. I'd like some sleep and also a chance to replace my disguise. That smoke and the tunnel explosion didn't do it any good. I'd love to know how you really look, Clint. You've always had that Monsieur Dorsey makeup on when you weren't disguised as a Chinese. <laughs> well, Pierre Dorsey isn't much different from my true appearance, Jean. I just darkened my skin, curled my Watch hair. Watch it. Here comes somebody. Mr. Wu to see Dr. Kingsley. Quan Wu, why, show him in, please. Yes. This way, please, Mr. Wu. Just the guy I've been wanting to see. Me too. Yeah, now, wait a minute. Take it easy, both of you. Follow my lead. Now, Dr. Kingsley, and my friends, the secret police. Well, are you surprised to find us here, Mr. Wu? Somewhat. I thought you would probably be on the trail of the octopus. I believe that this is the first time I have ever seen you in a mood of relaxation, Mr. Barlow. Yeah, it's real cozy, ain't it? Just the time for a nice long talk. Talk? Uh, yes, there are some questions we'd like to ask you, Mr. Wu. Some other time, perhaps? I have another appointment shortly. I merely happened to be passing the doctor's home and thought I would drop in to see how things were progressing. Our questions won't take long. Uh, Jean, perhaps you'd better run along and play. But, Daddy, every time anything exciting starts to happen, you make me go somewhere and play. Now, Jean. Um, all right. Yes, but don't leave the house. And, uh... Now, Mr. Wu? This is all very irregular. Why do you wish to question me? What information can I give you, gentlemen? What were you doing on the Siang Dock the night of the flower boat raid? Flower boat raid? Yeah. You came in a rickshaw following a big box. Oh, that night. Hmm, I remember now. I came down to the dock to observe the merriment aboard the flower boat. But I did not see you, Speed. You pushed me off the pier. What? When I was trying to see into that big box. Were you that boy? <laughs> I thought you were a beggar. 
Well, that still don't give you a reason to push the kid. Oh, uh, no. Now, Mr. Wu, are you sure that you've told us everything you know about the octopus? I do not understand. Well, not long ago, you warned Dr. Kingsley that by continuing to aid us, he might lose his little daughter. That she might disappear as Marsha Winfield disappeared. Now, on what information did you base this warning? Simply on rumors that had come to my ears, Mr. Barlow. What rumors? Who did they come from? My countrymen. I cannot remember just who told me. To tell the truth, I did not pay much attention to the rumors, but merely repeated them to Dr. Kingsley as a precaution. Well, you thought enough of the rumors to make a special trip to see Dr. Kingsley and warn him. Dr. Kingsley is my very good friend. I, uh, I wonder if you really mean that. What? If you really think a great deal of the doctor, Wu, uh, you will not withhold any information concerning the octopus from us. Well, by doing so, you may be enabling this criminal to actually harm the doctor or Jean. But, Mr. Barlow, I have told you that I know nothing of this criminal other than the usual rumors that are everywhere in Hong Kong. You are a member of the secret police. You know vastly more about the octopus than I. Furthermore, I cannot understand why you are questioning me as if as if I were a member of the band? Is this by any chance what you term third degree? Well, now, uh, I don't think you understand. Now, Clint is not insinuating anything against your character, Quan Wu. He uh, merely wanted to ask you these questions as a precaution against further damage done by this fiend that, that calls himself the octopus. Now, uh, within the last few hours, this criminal has threatened the lives of practically everyone present. Well, I shudder when I think where he might strike next. I do not think you need fear anything, Doctor, with such able protectors as the secret police about you. And now, if I am free, may I ask leave to depart? Remember, I still must keep that other appointment. Yeah, very well, then. Nothing more we can do, I guess. No, but something tells me things ain't just right. I can't figure out just what. Then until you do, Mr. Dunlap, allow me to bid you all farewell. Wait a minute. Don't let him go. Look at his right hand. Hmm? What is it, Speed? Yeah, what do you see, kid? That ring. The stone is missing from it. Remember? We found a little piece of jade in our room with the golden lotus that just about fit in that ring. Found it in the floor after our room had been searched. Fellas, the octopus gang searched our room. And Quan Wu must have been there. He is in the octopus gang.
c'est moi qui te le dis. De toutes les couleurs. Et elle a commencé par me faire un fils blanc. Et elle soutient que c'est mon fils. Et depuis, right, thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen, and girls and boys and everybody. I hope you had a good time. I hope you learned a little bit about everything. And um, have a great week. We'll see you next week. Take care. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of pie cats? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 Clint, different Barney, shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to smooth business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to get her tongue. Mutiny Radio.fm is the best program in the Internet Ocean has I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced since the boys found a stone from a ring in their room at the Golden Lotus Hotel the night it was ransacked for the Octopus Gang, evidence seems to pin the hey, guilt on Kwan Wu. Here. And we Have find you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, to Bill Morgan? It, it's a really excellent you show, one, one of my favorites here at the station. Room that night and it's trying all to about find our code service. Stuff. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. Ring, and Bill no. understands the and virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Shouting. Thank you, Mr. Barlow. At least you give me the benefit of the doubt. I'm not giving you anything. I just want to hear what you have to say for yourself. Circumstances all point against you. I've already explained my presence on the young dock tonight at the flower boat made. I was as shocked as anyone else to learn there were slaves concealed in the boat. Oh, don't give me that. No, no, boy. Well, are you going to let him get away with it? Let him talk. Again, thank you, Mr. Marlowe. As for the stone that is missing from this ring I am wearing, you say you have a grave setting that you found in your hotel room. Yeah, you can't explain that away, Mr. Wu. I believe that I can. Indeed, I have the stone that belongs in this ring myself. Have you got it with you? No. Ah, uh, you see, Clint, he ain't got it. Mr. Dunlap, were I the villain you seem to think me, would I be foolish enough to wear this ring knowing that it might incriminate me? There you are, huh? Even you would know better than that. Hey, what do you mean even me? I resent that. No flight is meant. But now, since the ring is explained, may I again take my departure? Uh, why are you so anxious to go? Thank you. 
Hello there, my friends. I'm Just a cash cock. Give you mine, I have a few more questions I'd like to ask you that are far more important than any appointment you might have. And uh, since you're not a member of the Occupy Gang, of course you will have no reason for not wishing to answer. Every Friday from eight to ten. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. You like you're a business. But we'd That's love not to busy. see you every Friday 8 to 10 down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> Flat, black, plastic, vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're 
chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday it's personal